In May 2020, Mann sent me three emails. First, he asked me to help him concerning a subject in the Bible. He seemed humble, and therefore I sat down to respond to him, showing him what God has shown me about that subject. Then this man sent an email where he said, or it could mean such and such, and he began to explain away everything that I had written to him about the subject. I just stopped reading his email. I was really upset by what he did, by what he dared to do. A fake humility when all he wanted was to spout off his own ideas, making him appear wise. Oh, I was very upset. I turned to God with this strongly. And I wrote to this man and I said, You came to me asking me for help in understanding a scripture. And I presented to you that which God had shown me about that scripture. I responded to you as a prophet of God. But all you wanted to do with the subject was speculate. You are unclean and evil. Signed, Joan Boney. A few days later, he sent me another email. I did not read his email, but I did respond to him as follows. Quote, you are unclean and evil, and I will not read your emails. I did not read this email that you sent, and I won't read future emails that you send. Joan Boney. The word we receive from God is not speculation. If we, as a prophet of God or a servant of God, receive a word from God, we don't permit speculation about that word that we present. We are not a secular talk show where everyone spouts out their own ideas at will to try to glorify themselves. We who are real servants of God share what God says to glorify God, for it does glorify God when we faithfully share that which God has shown us. I am a prophet of God, and God has highly disciplined me and trained me as a prophet of God. According to all the scriptures, that are shown in the Bible concerning prophets of God. I've had lots of training from God on this subject of being a prophet, and I'm scared to death to do anything other than what God has shown me. And that is what I will do. If someone writes to me, I will respond to them as a prophet of God. One time something really funny happened on this subject 
I was speaking at a small church in uh, San Angelo, Texas. After, the, sir, after I spoke, the pastor called for a prayer line so that people could come up there, and he wanted me to pray for these people that wanted prayer. I walked up to one very, very, very large woman, and I said to her, and what is it that you want? And she replied, oh, I just wants more of God. And I said to her, now God will show me what you are doing, so you better watch it. And she cried out and waved her arms in the air and said, oh, no, Lord, don't show her. Well, the whole church just broke up with laughter. <laughs> they knew what she was doing. She knew what she was doing. I didn't know anything about her, but God revealed it to me, that she was doing something that she shouldn't be doing. And it scared her to death. Well, at least she believed that God would show it. Some of these people that write, and uh, some of you people just listen to these preachers, and you've been so accustomed to being tricked by them that you don't pay any attention to what they're saying. Well, you better pay attention to me. If you're listening to this, you better pay attention. Because I'm trained as a prophet by God, trained by God. He gives me the spiritual gifts that are necessary to work in the office of apostle prophet. He gives me word of wisdom. He gives me word of knowledge. And I will speak it to you. And God will cause something to come out of the person's mouth. When there's evil there, he will very frequently cause them to show that evil. And I will deal with that evil in those church people. At the same time I was dealing with this man, a woman wrote to me, and she said something like, uh, "I had a t she had briefly attended the same church that I attended in Dallas, and she's a germ was a German woman, and she now lives in Germany, and she was excited when she found a person from that church, a person she knew, and she wanted to know." if I remembered her. But she went on to praise some preacher, and it troubled me greatly. A few days later, I sent her an email, and I said to her, quote, You say that pastor was great, but nowhere in your email did you say God is great. I warn you about doing this. She sent me a second email saying, what do you mean? What do you mean, warn? And she put about five question marks after the word warn. And I, said to her, I sent her an email and I said, I'm warning you about praising men, for you were praising some pastor to me. She denied it, said, oh, I wasn't doing that. I didn't do that. But she did. So I suggested she go back and look at her first email. Well, she sent me a, a page print of a second email she wrote, but not the first, where she was praising some man. And then she sent an email and said, quote, please don't write to me again, end quote. Well, I certainly honored that 
request, I did not write to her again. These two examples happen to me all the time. Lately, I have been learning from God to do the following scripture. Titus chapter 3. But avoid foolish questions and genealogies and contentions and striving about the law, for they are unprofitable and vain. A man that is an heretic. Now, a heretic is one that refuses to submit to the power of truth. He will not listen to you. He won't follow scripture. He denies every bit of it, though he calls himself a Christian and attends church. A man that is an heretic, after the first and second admonition to him, reject him, knowing that he that is such is subverted and sinneth being condemned of himself. I don't keep trying to talk to these people. Once it is established by God, and I have delivered a couple of messages, and they're rejecting everything I say, I just walk away from them. I have learned that you cannot turn them. You cannot turn them. Now, you'll want to fight me on that one, I know, because for years I thought, surely I can explain it a better way and they'll turn. That never happened. I just explained over and over and over, and they drained me over and over and over to no avail whatsoever except to pull me down and destroy me. So after 40 years, I've been really working on doing this scripture in Titus chapter 3. For it is the only thing you can do. And it will get worse and worse as we draw nearer to the return of Jesus. Evil men and seducers wax worse and worse, Paul says, deceiving and being deceived. And many will be swept away in the last days, says Jesus in Matthew 24. Many will be swept away by the iniquity that is abounding. And that's, I know, to be in the churches. But he who endures until the end, the same, will be saved. It's difficult to endure. I fight it all the time when I'm confronted with people like these two examples. It's very hard for me not to be destroyed. God is always restoring my soul. Just as David said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leadeth me. And then David said, He restoreth my soul. Well, you're really pulled down when you encounter these people in churches who do these things. It hurts you. God has to some way bring you something to restore you and to restore the joy that you have in the Word of God and in God. And every time I encounter such people, I say to God, Please restore me. Please do something to help me. I know I can't help myself. God has to restore me. And I depend on him to restore me. And he always restores me and returns the joy and gladness to my heart. For they steal both joy and 
gladness. God has shown me to identify myself to the church as I write the blog. Identify my church as a, uh, to the church, myself to the church, the callings of God that are on my life. Identify myself. I'm an apostle prophet. I am not an evangelist, pastor, teacher, but I'm an apostle prophet. I do the work of apostle prophet. If you have any idea what apostles and prophets do, you will not come to me foolishly as these two people did. The only thing this woman wanted, basically, was for me to tell her if I remembered her at church 40 years ago. What value is that to anybody? But I saw an evil in her because God opened my eyes to see the evil in her and I warned her about the evil that's in her. So my, her blood's not on my hands as we go forward, or as she goes forward, whatever happens to her, I'm not guilty. I warned her. Whatever happens to this man, I warned him. Just like in the Bible, we have an example in Acts where Paul, or Peter, Peter or Paul, one of the two, warned, I think it was a soothsayer, that you have no, that he tried to buy the gifts of God. I think it was Peter. And he said, you have no part in this because your heart is evil. That's what you're supposed to warn them about. Now, he can go off and repent and perhaps get it straight. But you can't do anything. It's God who has to do the work. But as a prophet, you warn them. I have been had people fight me for 40 years on warnings, people in the church. Now, God says some really interesting things concerning prophets. Ezekiel 3, God took me to these examples of the Bible to teach me about being a prophet and to show me what I would have to do. Ezekiel 3 is one of the examples he took me to. Ezekiel says, And he, God, said unto me, Son of man, go, get thee to the house of Israel. In our terms, it means the church. And speak with them with my words unto them. For thou art not sent to a people of a strange speech and of an hard language, but to the house of Israel. Prophets are sent to the church. Always. They're sent to the, sent to the church to speak to the church. To warn them, that the, that, to get them to turn from their way they're going. Verse 6, not to many people of a strange speech and of a, an hard language, but whose words thou canst not understand. Surely had I sent thee to them, they would have hearkened unto thee. But the house of Israel, the church, will not hearken unto thee, for they will not hearken unto me, says God. For all the house of Israel are impudent and hard-hearted. Behold, I have made thy face strong against their faces, and thy forehead strong against their foreheads. As an adamant harder than flint have I made thy forehead. Fear them not, neither be dismayed at their looks. 
though they be a rebellious house. Moreover he, God, said unto me, Son of man, all my words that I shall speak unto thee, receive in thine heart, and hear with thine ears, and go, get thee to them of the captivity, unto the children of thy people, and speak unto them, and tell them, Thus saith the Lord, whether they will hear, or whether they will forbear. Verse 17. Son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel, to the church. Therefore hear the word at my mouth, and give them warning from me. When I say unto the wicked, Thou shalt surely die, and thou givest him not warning, nor speakest to warn the wicked to turn from his wicked way to save his life, the same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thine hand. You see, I'm going to be guilty if I don't warn them. This is a responsibility to warn the church. And I'm very careful to warn the church when I hear a warning because I've been trained in this scripture. If I don't warn them, their blood will be on my hand. And that motivates me greatly to speak to the church what I hear. Verse 19 of Ezekiel 3. Yet if thou warn the wicked, and he turn not from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast delivered thy soul. Verse 20, again, when a righteous man doth turn from his righteousness and commit iniquity, and I lay a stumbling block before him, he shall die, because thou hast not given him warning. He shall die in his sins, and his righteousness which he hath done shall not be remembered. But his blood will I require at thine hand. So if a righteous man turns, if I don't warn him, his blood's going to be on me. Verse 21. Nevertheless, if thou warn the righteous man that the righteous sin not, and he doth not sin, he shall surely live, because he is Warned, thou also hast delivered thy soul. This is a very serious matter, and I'm well trained in it and have done it for 40 years. Warning preachers, warning the church, warning individuals, speaking these messages on radio, on our blog, in books that we publish on Amazon, and now on podcasts. In the New Testament church, do we have an example of their blood being on us if we fail to warn them? That is what I ask God. And he reminded me of Acts chapter 20. 
the Apostle Paul is speaking to the elders of the church at Ephesus. Verse 18, And when they were come to Paul, he said to them, Ye know from the first day that I came into Asia, after what manner I have been with you at all seasons, serving the Lord with all humility of mind, and with many tears and temptations, which befell me by the lying in wait of the Jews, and how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you, and have taught you publicly, and from house to house, testifying both to the Jews and to the Greeks, repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. And now, behold, I go bound in the Spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there, save that the Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord to testify the gospel of the grace of God. And now behold, I know that ye all among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God shall see my face no more. Paul was going to die. Wherefore I take you to record this day that I am pure from the blood of all men, for I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. Then Paul says to the elders, verse 28, Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock, and also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things, to draw away disciples after themselves. That's Acts chapter 20. Those two last two verses are verses 29 and 30. But because Paul told this to the church and to the elders, Paul would not be accountable for their blood. So this applies to both the Old Testament and the New Testament. These are the things God taught me to motivate me to speak all of the things that I hear from God. God taught me these responsibilities as a new Christian between the years of 1975 and 1979 before God put me on radio to exhort the church. By these scriptures and teachings of God, I know to share 
that which God shows me about the church and about that individual in the church who comes to me as a member of the body of Christ. And I am faithful to God to share that which God shows me, holding back nothing. Because I've been warned by these scriptures that I just read to you. Everything I have shared today will be written, printed out for you on our blog, Jesus Ministries Exhortations. You can go to our blog on the right-hand side of the page. It says Podcast. You can click on this podcast and see all of these scriptures. Again, the name is Jesus Ministries Exhortations. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.